0: Welcome to episode 23 of Uncovering the Corners of the World podcast. I'm your host, Karina Kosmala. Using research and my personal experiences where I actually set foot in some of these places, I'll be describing some of the unknown attractions in both the U.S. and around the world. This week, we are venturing out to the Alaskan Wilderness, to the most northern part of Alaska. Alaska is the 49th state, becoming a state in 1959, with its state nickname being The Last Frontier. According to the National Geographic website, the name originates from the Aluit word Aliska, meaning great land. Iluits are people from the Aleutian Islands in the Burling Sea and the western part of Alaska's peninsula. Alaska is 586,412 square miles, meaning that it's bigger than Texas, California, and Montana, if you were to put them all together, as mentioned by the Travel Alaska website. Within Alaska, there are about 100,000 glaciers, and the official state sport is dog mushing, or dog sledding, where dogs would pull a sled with the person standing behind the dogs on the sled and guiding them. For our first attraction, we strap on our seat belts and fly out to Airport Road, Fairbanks, Alaska since the only way to get to this scenic National Park is by plane. Once we get out of the plane, we are on our own in the middle of the wild at Gates of the Arctic National Park. From June to September, this National Park requires the visitors to rely on their knowledge and skills as mentioned by the National Park Service website on Gates of the Arctic National Park. Once you set foot in the park, you can backpack and hike through the Brooks Range. The trails are not officially marked. They are only made by the animals that walked through the area. So it's good to carry a GPS, a map, and a compass. In March, dog sledders ride through the park. The other option is taking an air taxi that will fly you over the park. The national park has six wild rivers. Alatna, Chon, Kobuk, North Folk, Koyokuk, and Tinayguk. You can spot herds of western arctic caribou, grizzly bears, black bears, wolf, moose, dolled sheep, wolverine, muskox, and fox, as described by the National Park Service website. While in the spring, there is a mix of birds from different continents that live in the park. Over time, people have lived in the area for over 13,000 years, which include the nomadic hunters and gatherers. Inside the park, there is the Numamut Inupiat village and the Antuvuk Pass. The Antuvuk Pass is a village of almost all Nunamut people, mountain Eskimo people, walked through the Brooks Range and the Arctic Coast and feasted on caribou. The village of Antuvuk began to advance in technology and expand the businesses in their village. After moving with other families from the Kalilik River toward John River, creating the Antuvuk Pass. In the 1960s, the area was considered to be turned into a park and was officially a park in the 1980s. The Antuvuk Pass village today has a population of about 250 people, while inside the village there is an air service, a village store, and a museum explaining the history and culture of the new Mamute people. Their food source is mainly caribou, but they also hunt doll sheep and fish for trout and grayling, while also trading with others for other meats like whale and seal. The Antuvuk allows only minimal visitors. But before we head out to the Gates of the Arctic National Park, We'll have a chance to stop by the Cold Foot Camp and grab any last chance necessities before we're really out on our own. It's a truck stop located on the Dalton or Hall Highway that runs from Fairbanks to Deadhorse, not too far from Prudhoe Bay at mile 175. Cold Foot Camp was originally called the Slate Creek as it was established in 1898 before it was changed to Coldfoot Camp the name Coldfoot was because that people who came to this camp had cold feet or feared the circumstances or situations they would be traveling through in the freezing weather as mentioned by the official Coldfoot Camp website the next time Will see any sign of a grocery store is if you drive 240 miles either direction. The Coldfoot Camp gained popularity when it was built because of the people who were pursuing gold nearby. During that time, the Coldfoot Camp had a gambling house, two road houses, seven saloons, and ten working girls. Later on, they added a post office where mail would be delivered to the camp once a month by dog sled. The Coldfoot camp was empty until the 1970s when the Trans-Alaska Pipeline was being built. Later on in the 1980s, the Coldfoot camp sold hamburgers to truck drivers from an old school bus. Created by Dick Macy, a champion of dog mushing, in 1978. Today, the Coldfoot Camp offers lodging, camping by tent, RV hookups for water and electricity, Wi Fi through satellite, a cafe located at Coldfoot Camp Truckers Cafe, and a gas station with both gas and diesel. There is also a self-service laundry in the inns, the Coldfoot Camp post office, Coldfoot Camp showers, and pay phones. At the Coldfoot Camp gift shop, there is a limited supply of grocery items and clothing items. The camp hosts can also explain the nearby attractions, such as the camp is in the middle of the Northern Light Zone, or the Aurora Lights. In the video America's Most Dangerous Highway, Coldfoot Camp episode, they communicate the truck drivers by leaving signatures on the walls inside of one of the buildings for those who stopped by. For our last attraction, we are flying over to the town of Ukavik or Barrow, located near the Arctic Ocean, which is known for having the gateway to the Arctic. Standing on a beach not too far from the Cape Smythe whaling and trading station are two jawbones from a bowhead whale angled toward each other, creating an arch overlooking the Arctic Ocean on the other side, as mentioned by the Travel Alaska website. Next to the arch, there is a white and green colored boat. The Barrow Whale Bone Arch, or the gateway to the Arctic, is a representation of the whaling history of Yudgavik. Other parts of Alaska relied on caribou for their food, but Yudgavik relied on whaling, using the meat from the whale as food, while the bones were used to construct boats and houses, as well as make tools. The whale skin was used for clothing. According to the Travel Alaska website, the blubber or tissue from the whale was used for oil. The town of Utkavik is considered the oldest inhabited town. It was originally called Barrow until a name change in 2016 to Yutkavik. The name means place where snowy owls are hunted, as explained by the official website of the North Slope Borough. The website also details that the town was founded in 1959, but the Burnick Archaeological Site featuring mounds trace the first people back to 500 to 900 AD. Today, the population of the town is mostly comprised of Inupiat Inupiak people, totaling a population of about It's also the town in Alaska that does not see the sun for more than two months having polar nights. As explained by the CNN article, this Alaska town won't see the sun for more than two months by Kelsey Smith. After the sun sets in November, the next time they will see sunlight will be in mid-January. The only way to reach this town is by plane landing at the Willie Post Will Rogers Memorial Airport. Only during the summer months they will bring in supplies by ship. It's a town that has dirt roads and no roads that lead out of the town. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, episode 23 of season 2 of Uncovering the Corners of the World podcast. Tune in next week as we continue to explore more unknown attractions in Alaska.